back to The Wow, the podcast that will help you navigate your way through the world of adulthood and the uncontrollable forces of womanhood. I'm Georgina Beasley, your host, and today's episode is part two of my interview with the wonderful Marley Silver. If you have not listened to part one, then I recommend scrolling back through and taking a quick listen before you delve into today's episode. Today, Marley and I discuss performative activism and allyship in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement and how we can become better allies to our First Nation people. I highly recommend giving this one a listen and following some of the businesses and accounts that Marley recommends at the end. Um, If you do enjoy today's episode, please remember to subscribe, leave a review, share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, go join our community on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore. Uh, let's talk about uh, the last the, the movement over the last year and especially the Black Lives Matter movement and the rise of activism. Um, how does how does how does that feel to you? Does that make that are you happy to see this finally happening? Is it frustrating that it's taken so long? Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because there's like a lot of different feelings that come up all the time. I think when you were describing this, you know, at the beginning of this episode and how you know it's kind of like the floodgates opened last year Mm. with with the George Floyd stuff I think the reason that it happened because we've we've seen you know from the 90s right like you see we saw the Rodney King video and um the right LA riots and that kind of stuff we've seen that sort of police brutality and murder and awful terrible injustices from America for a three decades but the reason that it exploded and finally saw a reaction in Australia I think has to do with the pandemic I think that we were all under so much pressure and also had the entirety of our world and as we know it of the status quo of of what we accept as normal thrown out the window by this pandemic Mm. so that is causing us all to think about how we do things differently and whether that's, you know, now we, we couldn't travel overseas, our, we can't, you know, there was a period of time when we couldn't leave the house except to go grocery shopping, things like that. The ways it made us think about all the things that we value and how we spend our time and what we think about also translated into how we think about race relations in Australia. So we see something like George Floyd happen. So in the context in a kind of broader context in Australia at the time. This happened during Reconciliation Week. At the beginning of Reconciliation Week, Rio Tinto, which at the time was one of the biggest um, reconciliation action plan holding organisations in the country. Were they? Yeah, they had like the, you know, there's like different tiers of reconciliation action plans, which for those who don't know, Peak Body Reconciliation Australia, um, they do a lot of really important work around encouraging organisations to make commitments to do things like have higher Indigenous employment, higher Indigenous procurement um, and doing, you know, a lot of community work wherever it is that they're based. Rio Tinto was a really, really high employer of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people um, in a lot of their minds, which is, you know, it is, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But they were also that top tier of wraps, like there's different levels and they were the top tier. And they um, destroyed 40,000-year-old sacred sites. Um, They're called the Junkin Caves in the Pilbara region of WA. So that was a really emotionally distressing um, and awful, awful 
disgusting thing that we saw before George Floyd happened. So that happens, then George Floyd happens, and it all happens in Reconciliation Week, which is a time where we do put a lot of pressure on non-Indigenous Australia to really think about how they're fostering reconciliation. There's also a lot of people in the, the Aboriginal community who don't even believe that in reconciliation because to reconcile... Um, it kind of indicates to um, better a relationship that was good at some point in time, but it has deteriorated because that's what it, it kind of suggests. And, and, you know, to, to a very valid point, we've never had a really positive relationship with, with, you know, the colonizers. Right. So that's, that's the context of it all. And I think we're all looking at our screens a lot more. And there's also this massive influx of Aboriginal voices, again, ex existing on the online, in the online space in a way um, that hasn't been done so sophisticatedly and, and, and with such a far-reaching, um, you know, ability mm. in any other point in history. So it's really incredible. And all these non-Indigenous people are watching this all unfold, having seen the world com be completely turned upside down, questioning how they what they value, questioning what they've been doing for the, their whole lives. And they go, oh, my God, I'm reading this stuff from the Aboriginal community. I'm so horrified, exactly as you've described how you felt this is insane. I want to do something. I want to do something. I'm, I'm so distressed by it. I'm also distressed by everything else that's happening in my life, but they, you know, probably were not really conscious of that. So they're distressed by everything that's going on. And then on top of this, like this new thing that they've not seen before, which is about race relations. So we see a lot of people do the black squares on their Instagram, which feels like a practical thing. And for some people that was enough, tick the box, conscience uh, quelled. And they go on with their their lives. So a lot of people buy from indigenous businesses, support indigenous, um, you know, people on social media. There's kind of the rise of the indigenous influencer. It's an amazing thing. Doing lots of following, doing lots of shout outs, feeling like they're supporting, donating to things, et cetera, et cetera. And then people turn out to the pro protests. Really big, tangible thing that they could put on their social media again to show people that that's what they're doing and that's who they are and that's their form of activism and they're contributing to the conversation. I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. All of those things in, uh, combined, absolutely nothing wrong with it. I think it was really powerful. I know for me it was really emotional being at the protest, seeing people I've never, you know, people from all different walks of life who have, some had never been to a protest before, some who, you know, were really um finding their own who were so in awe of, of the movement so many thousands of people in sydney when i went there really really incredible stuff then on top of that we see a lot of pressure being put on different brands and different big organizations in australia to make changes a lot of it was in the fashion space in you know in terms of representation what are you doing to have you know more aboriginal faces or more faces of color in your marketing campaigns and et cetera, et cetera. And then on the more corporate side, how are you embedding indigenous knowledges? How are you making space for more people to have positions of power in your corporations, this sort of stuff. Again, really amazing conversations. I was not naive to the fact that at that point in time, it was quite time sensitive. Oh my gosh, this crazy things happened. Everyone reacts and that's how everyone's reacting. And my, and a lot of people were asking me like, do you think this is it? Is this the moment we finally like cracked it? Change is happening, change is happening. And I was like, I am a relentless optimist and I feel really positive about it, but I am not naive to the fact, come back to me in six months, right? Mm. See what happens. You know, once it all settles down and I at that time was not also naive to the fact that this whole COVID business would be over. And I thought once <laughs> it's done, everyone's going to go back to normal and we're going to be fine you know, fine in, in terms of COVID stuff, but also like completely, you know, 
the, the maybe the progress we've seen is going to, you know, one step forward, three steps back sort of thing. But, you know, we, January 2026 20, comes around this year, COVID's still a thing. And I've seen rhetoric around that day from, you know, your kind of mainstream, non-Indigenous influencer, media personality, celebrity, completely, you know, on face value in line with my community's conversation and, and problems with the day. So I'm like, wow, this is amazing as well. But there's something inside me through this whole thing because I've seen, still seen like really good conversations, still seen really big actions from a lot of organizations and brands and they're all trying to change, they're all trying to do it and it's great, and it's great, it's great. We see that stuff around training 26, feel pretty good about it, that's awesome, tick, tick, tick. And I found myself like literally last week going, why do I still not feel good about it? to, you know, like, why am I not satisfied? I'm not satisfied. Why am I not satisfied? And I think it is because, <laughs> and you, you'll find this a lot with blackfellas, we're pretty good bullshit meters. And there's a lot of this stuff that I can see through straight away. And I think that I'm having this internal discussion with myself where does it matter to me that these influencers are performing, that these people who, you know, and I won't name names, but there was like some big ones in the headlines. We'll do a post I mean, about it. you can it. Google it if you need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't want to get sued for defamation, but, you know, do the big post of I, you know, I'm standing in solidarity. Let's just change the date, blah, blah, blah. And there's like not a lot of recognition of abolishing the date, which is another part of the argument as well. But that's all right. Change the date. Cool. I won't be celebrating, blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, stories filled with them at a party, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And I am grappling with myself going, does it matter that that's what they did? Because, I mean, I think you're a moron if you're having a party in that and that's pretty disrespectful and whatever. But do those contradictory stories of you having a barbecue with your mates even though you've said you're not celebrating on the day outweigh the ways that you are contributing to having changing the date or abolishing australia day or doing something about january 26 that works to be a solution for aboriginal australia does that outweigh your contribution to that and is that would i prefer you didn't say anything at all because you're just going to contradict yourself or am I glad that you did it, even if it is just to tick a box or to, to look like you're heaps woke? You know what I mean? Like that's that's where I'm at. I'm like, there is definitely so much performativity. And have you, sorry, have you got an answer or that? Or are you still? No, that's what I'm pondering on. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know because... You know, there's pros and cons to both sides. I mean, even like also, you know, when I was thinking about this, even just coming onto this podcast, I found a little bit of discomfort in, again, some of the high profile um, white women who uh, have loud voices in the podcasting space and how they spoke about um, January 26 and particularly how they spoke about the performativity of other people, right? And I've seen a few examples of that where I'm like, oh, 
I don't know how I feel about this either. And I don't know if it's trying to do this, like, I'm more woke than you thing, like, and then it becomes a competition within the non-Indigenous space. And it's weird and you're all, like, there's this yeah. definitely this group of people who are all trying to, like, one-up each other and be like, you know, I'm the best ally. No, I'm the best ally. Like, I actually care. Like, I actually care. And I think there needs, we need, that only happens because it's trendy. And I think yeah. that that's a that's a thing where definitively i'm like yo you need to stop doing that and you need to stop centering yourself as as yeah it's thing. not a conversation of what we think yes that's not yes yeah and it needs to be like a hey you know when we are talking about this maybe instead of us sitting down and having this conversation let's just invite the person who's from the group that we're talking about to have their space their time to shine their their space to talk about this stuff and so there's like a lot of questions that are happening in my brain when it comes to like how i feel about it you know everything that's happened in the last year and whether we it really has been the significant change and, and all that sort of stuff and i think it's going to take a while to be able to see the solution in that and, and see whether the results are what you know i'd hoped they would be and and that they are significant change and whatever and i still feel that ick like i definitely felt that ick of, of some of the posts i saw from mm. yeah, people being like oh yeah like you know yeah there's definitely one example in particular i'm thinking of that was like a video Again, I won't give too much away of who this person was, but, and they're very well-meaning, like, and absolutely don't take anything away from them. Like kind person, seemed like a decent human being, but just like, oh, like the way they had the conversation was kind of like, oh, like what's, you know, let's just, it's all right, mate. Like, let's just change the day. Why wouldn't we? Like, oh yeah, mate, mate. And it kind of was like this real flippant, trying to be Aussie thing. And I just was like, yeah. I don't like that either. So it's really hard because I think I'm so caught up in my own emotions and in my own actions that I take around the day that it's going to take me a while. And I know I'm rambling, but it's like the first time I've talked about it out loud because I've been like just stewing on it, being like, why did I, like, I was like, some things I was like, that's cool, but I also don't feel totally satisfied by what came out of the day and I don't even know what's going to happen next, you know? So It's been really yeah. interesting, especially I think like, and God, I'm not I'm someone who has great influence by any means, but I, I think because, you know, I've been. But you have a platform. Exactly. And I think I've been in those, some of those circles now where I've met a few of these people and like, ha- again, had conversations with them and they're like very de- decent human beings. I just think that I'm I'm a bit concerned around, you know, what what they're actually doing the other 364 days of the year yeah yeah i think it's a really interesting conversation around when we're referring to allyship where we set the bar because it's something that makes me um quite worried when especially when it's performed on social media to the thousands of influencers that we're setting the bar really low um you know all you have to do is share a tile or share a video in solidarity and and that's the bar for allyship and that's not I don't know how you feel about that but Mm. with me I look at it and I go surely there's more we can do than that like that can't be the bar that we're setting for in terms of what we can do yeah I guess yeah a big part and I've heard a lot of people kind of within my community talk about this as well I'm not going to applaud you for doing Mm. a decent thing like no one should be applauded for for being a decent human like you go okay sweet like 
I'm a I'm a non-believer in participation awards. I don't believe in them. I think they're stupid. Um, I want to see you strive for for more and and to do better and and to talk about this all the time and whatever whatever. Mm. And I also don't expect you know someone who's a beauty influencer whatever to be talking about you know blackfellas all the time right I, that's not what i'm expecting because that's silly that's not part of your job i don't expect you know blackfellas who are athletes to be constantly talking about culture no because that's not necessarily relevant to their their career i'm talking about you know, when it's appropriate and also just in your everyday life calling out racism doing stuff like just swapping out some of the brands you support for indigenous businesses because economic support mm. is so important at your end of financial year, your donation you make for tax purposes. Maybe, you know, give it to an Aboriginal charity. Like, you know, that sort of stuff. And also just like constantly reading Aboriginal voices, listening to Aboriginal voices, knowing what's happening in your local community, knowing whose country you live on, being a part of events that happen, um, you know, knowing the history of the area that you're on, maybe some of the stories, like what's happened here, when movements do come up, then, that you can show your support for, you know, putting your hand up and being a part of it. I, I, I don't have all the, the solutions, but that's the sort of stuff that I think of. And I think also, you know, when we think about particularly changing the date or, um, you know, even a few years back when there was talk of, of changing our constitution to better reflect the fact that we were here before um, colonisation, I think that the biggest amount of power um, lies with corporate Australia. We saw that with the equal marriage vote um, when all those big brands, you know, like um, the AFL did it and I think like ANZ Bank, like a few other big names like that were all came, came out and were like, hey, you know, we support this. Enough is um, enough. Enough Let's, is enough. Yeah. Let's do it. And it, and it happened and it, it, it everyone followed suit and it was kind of just a, a no-brainer. I think that that needs to, ha- to happen and I think it needs to happen with more <laughs> – I think, and this is probably something that's more of an internal question within our community of what it is that that one tangible thing that we can do to, to yeah, it's when we're driving towards, I think we need to pick a specific action to work towards at any given time. So I don't know what that is. And I think that it would be really hard to come up with one because we all have very different experiences and opinions. But I think that that would be a really great next step is, is being able to do that and being able to get, you know, corporate Australia to go, yeah, we back it. And, and you know, I think the Uluru Statement from the Heart was a really good example of that. But then there's a lot of people in the community who have problems with that as well. So it's really complicated. But mm. for the for the individual, for the influencer, just, yeah, just don't kind of only, you know, perk up on January 26th or, or get on your or on the Or on the dates <laughs> that are media yeah. driven. Or NAIDOC yeah, week absolutely. or rec week or whatever. Like just, just do it every day in your everyday life. And like, if I can't necessarily see that you're doing this kind of stuff because it's not on your social media, that doesn't mean I don't think it's happening. Like I I think it would be cooler to know that, oh, like I've actually been supporting this charity or I've actually been reading all these things, you know, and it's not something necessarily we see promoted. It's just something that you're doing. Like that's cool as well. I don't know. Like I feel like I could talk around in circles so much because there's so many different options, but I think that, it's, it is nice to see that there is constantly more and more conversations and I think we're just going to get to a point where it's like, okay, like, I'm over, well, like we're, there's we're, no we're need done. There's to yeah. perform the action. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no need to post about it on social media because, I mean, we know inwardly that we're doing the right thing and it doesn't matter what anyone else 
perceives or we don't need that gratification from anyone else to know that we're doing the right thing. Like, exactly. yeah, I think that's where we, we need to get. Um, and it's interesting you say about corporate Australia, cause I mean, government as well. <laughs> I feel like that's just, it, it makes me really mad, but um, yeah, it, change from government is, is a massive thing that would help funnel down through trickle down through all areas of our of our life one of the listener questions that got sent in was from tara and she wanted to know marley if you could get the government to make any one change right now what would it be i know that's a very big question um (laughs) it's actually Uh, a massive question but if you could pick one thing that you would like to see changed what would you pick I, oh God, that is so hard. I think that the reason I kind of direct my, um, you know, when you see corporate Australia talking like this is because I know how I always call government systems and ways of doing things is really constipated because it just, nothing ever gets through. As someone who's worked in the nonprofit space and I spent, you know, in 2016, I spent a three to five month period heading down to Canberra every other week begging senators for money, um, which was Mm. just the worst thing ever. Um, And you just also realise like, wow, these are the strangest humans I've ever met and they're the people in charge. Wow, amazing. Um, But (laughs) I think I really, um, as like part of the Uluru Statement to the Heart, the the call for, um, you know, a a body to kind of be in, in charge of making decisions around um you know the things that are impacting aboriginal communities i think those decisions have to be in our hands i you know yeah we do have the first indigenous um minister of indigenous affairs but he is still confined to party lines and to do what his party wants and then we need a separate group that um you know makes decisions that are not political like not partisan right um Mm -hmm. we we need that that kind of group that we can elect to represent our needs at at that federal level and and make decisions around um you know funding and and um programs and policies and things that will address some of the biggest issues that our community faces um that that's what i think i would do is, is implement you know the people who are the experts in our communities um being you know having in 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 their hands, our our people's health and um, well-being and, and, you know, economic um, standings and, and things like that. So that's that's probably what I do. I think it makes a lot of sense. And, um, yeah, we need to take partisan politics out of addressing the some of the really horrific issues that exist in our country, you know, period. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask you if you could share with us five businesses or people or just any of your recommendations um, that we can support or go follow. Yep. So easily my favorite um, clothing brand that, you know, just favorite, one of my favorite clothing brands, you know, full stop, but it also happens to be Aboriginal owned and run is clothing the gap. It is obviously pretty well known. They're amazing. Um, and they just, yeah, I think one of their, their slogans or taglines is about, um, their, their clothing is, is a conversation starter. So, um, Mm. yes, 
big tick. If I could give you a charity to um, support and follow, um, ID Know Yourself um, is an Aboriginal nonprofit that supports um, our kids in out-of-home care. Um, it's a very biased recommendation. I am on the board, um, but they are phenomenal um, and they are run by an amazing young man named Isaiah Dorr who grew up in the foster care system and emerged from it wanting to provide a better um, experience and opportunity for kids just like him. Sorry, uh, what, what was it called? I ID Know so ID know ID yourself. know yourself. Sorry, I speak okay. very, very fast sometimes. Um, I also love Yali Creative. Um, yes. There, um, Maddie Connors, who is a friend of mine, I've known for quite some time. She's amazing, and she's just starting a new initiative, which is really so. Yali Creative is kind of her art, and she has um, some merchandise and and a few design things that she sells there um i have a really amazing hoodie from her and there's like really cool stuff that she does but she's starting a new initiative the name of which i can't remember but it's like in the bio of yali creative it's like something about health but it's actually about supporting aboriginal women and women in general and having conversations about um women's health issues like um, polycystic ovary syndrome and endometriosis. Um, you know, that's not something I have personal experience with, but I know that it's like a really big common. Um, and kind of yes, awful... you're speaking to someone with it. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So, yeah. So it's really about like destigmatizing those conversations and, and providing resources for people to deal with them so that's really cool and so yeah maddie's amazing um if you have little ones um amber days the label is they make the most karina is the the founder there these are um a lot of these are quite female centric um she yes designed all these like um kids um yeah children's wear it's beautiful again aboriginal owned and run very very cool how many is that? Is that four? Um, yeah. And five? Oh, my gosh. I can't. I absolutely cannot miss. Deadly Science. Best, right? <laughs> Deadly Science. Um, I think they're a proper um, non-profit organization now. Mm. Corey Tart. Um, I met him in a cafe like two years ago and he was like reached out. Oh, I saw his page and saw what he was doing. I was like, hey, that's cool. Hey, let me know if I can like help you at all. And he's like, let's have coffee. And we did. And he was like, oh, yeah, so I just like buy all these books from um, a bookshop out of my own money. Like my my girlfriend, now his now fiance, um, thought he had a gambling problem because they didn't know where the money was going from in his account. But it was literally him going and buying science books and telescopes and different science kits and experimentation stuff and sending them to remote communities because so many of the schools out there had no resources. He is unbelievable, just works hard you know create he's a funny funny guy and um does amazing work and works with all these different schools um all over the place and you can support them and and you know donate things like money or books or whatever they he does a lot of stuff with dr carl and like oh i love that with the kids and they, they they tell stories about their junior um deadly scientists of the week it's beautiful and they talk about things like the frog life cycle and stuff like i love following them on instagram so if you go it's just i think it's deadly science org is their um their handle but yeah i, I honestly i could have a massive list but they're my favorites <laughs> i will go through and link them all in the show notes below so you can go and support um yeah those businesses and initiatives 
Marley, do you have a quote or motto you'd like to leave us with? I should have better prepared for this. I, oh God, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think I'll just leave. I won't try and do come up with some like nice fancy quote, but I guess um, my my message I want to leave for for people who are allies or, or want to be better allies to our community is this is a forever commitment um reconciliation or whether you believe in in that as a concept but um is it is a constant journey it's something that's always changing we will always have to work towards it uh and you know aboriginal and torres strait islander people are only 3.3 percent of the population and if we want to see the change that we need we need the other 97 percent um to to walk alongside us and that's each of you and you all have the, the duty and the capability to, to make change in your everyday life, which will have a ripple effect. So just keep on educating yourself, keep um, working towards it. And uh, yeah, hopefully we walked into that brighter future together. That's a very important message. Thank you. And then finally, where can we find you and follow you and how can we listen to you? on your own podcast so i live almost exclusively on the gram um my <laughs> personal handle is just marley.silver um my podcast handle is at always our stories and you can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts um always was always will be our stories i'm in the process of planning for season two and also another exciting little project that's actually going to come before season two um which exclusive is a little video series thing that we're working on. And I'm also working on a new podcast, which is like a little bit left of field, but I think that a lot of people, a lot of women will be excited about. Um, oh my goodness. So there's heaps of stuff happening. Um, so if you're, you, you know, in, if you're interested and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see it. I, I don't, don't keep anything <laughs> from from the gram when it comes to that stuff. So, um, yeah. And your book, My Sister, My Titter? My Sister, My Sister, my so sister. close. Yeah. So close. Yeah, oh, my God. I was like, it's either one or the other. Yes. What's it going to be? Yes. Okay, is available where? Basically everywhere. It's really cool. cool. Like, I mean, like Booktopia and um, a lot of independent bookstores but my favorite place to see it is kmart because i love kmart and you just walk in and oh, it's there that makes me so happy that would yeah. be like my biggest dream to see <laughs> your own book in kmart i'm like oh, yes. my happy place is totally kmart yes yeah, so it, that is that is great and i often have people send me pictures well actually a friend of mine who is not a reader he said i never read books and i happened to be in kmart the other day and i looked up and directly in front of me was your book. And I just started saying to random people around me, oh, I know the girl who wrote that. I know the girl who wrote that. So that is top tier. That's what I'm all about. So, yeah. Love it. Well, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I do really appreciate you being so generous with your time, generous with your story. And, yeah, just for being such a good voice for change. Um, I mean, I just... I, absolutely admire all the work that you do and I really appreciate you being so open and honest with us today um, so that we can all go on and create more change and more action um, towards a better united future so thank you. Thank you so much for having me and for everyone who listens it's been um, really great to connect and 
have a bit of yarn. So, yeah, no, appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Wow. I hope you enjoyed my two-part series with Marley Silver. If you did, I would love it if you slid into my DMs at the wow podcast underscore and shared with me your thoughts or feedback that you had on the episodes otherwise please share this podcast with your friends your family your dog your sister your cousin all of that stuff helps so much and click subscribe or follow as we release new episodes every tuesday Lastly, just a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a professional first. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely week. And I'm on, I'm on.